Shalom Aleichem, this is Rabbi Kovacs, Mishnah Yomi is continuing for Erev Shabbat Vayishlach. We are starting chapter 11 of Yevamot, Yevamas. Nosin al Anusa ve'al Hamafuta. It is allowed, might not be a good idea, but it is allowed to marry the relative of a woman that the, the groom had previously violated or seduced. The issue here is that when a man and woman get married, then they are later, they're forbidden from later marrying uh, any of the close relatives, a concept we've mentioned previously in Yevamot. But here there wasn't a marriage type relationship. It was an, an illegitimate, improper type of relationship, not a marriage. So the relatives are still within the bounds of a legal Jewish marriage. But the Mishnah contrasts this, Ha'onis v'mefote onesua chayev. But if the husband is already married to a woman and then violates, God forbid, or seduces one of her relatives, he is chayev. Now, the actual penalty could depend if he, God forbid, seduces the daughter of his wife, he's chayev sreifa. The court is going to burn him alive. That's pretty serious. And if it's the sister, that's a chiyuv karet. It's very serious. It's an excision if he has a relationship with the sister of his wife while the wife is still alive. The Mishnah continues a related concept. No se adam anusat aviv umfutat aviv. A man is allowed to marry the woman that his father had violated or seduced. Anusat bno umfutat bno. Or if his son likewise had violated or seduced a woman, it is not off limits. Again, it wasn't a marriage. Rabbi Yehuda aviv But Rabbi Yehuda says one is not allowed to marry a woman that his father had been intimate with, even outside of a marriage, if he's intimate in any way. And he derives this from a pasuk: Lo yikach ish et eshet aviv. A man may not take the wife of his father. V'lo knaf aviv or reveal the robe or the wing of his father. And our sages explain this means knof shiraviv loigole, a garment, it's a euphemism, the woman who saw his father was with his father, he may not marry in any context, according to Yehuda. Let's go on to Mishnah Bet. Hagioret, a woman who converts. Shenet Gairu, and she's converted Beneha Ima, her children along with her. The whole family became Jewish together. Lo holtzin v'lo miyabmin. These sons who have converted to Judaism together, even if there's 10 sons, their widows are not eligible and not required to perform chalitza or yibum. Now, the reason here is in a sense, somebody who converts to Judaism is like a newborn baby and they're not officially halachically related to their biological relatives. And biologically, there's a relative, but halachically, they're not all brothers. The Mishnah adds, Even if the oldest brother was conceived before the family became Jewish, but he was actually born into the world after everyone converted to Judaism. And his younger brother, he was both conceived and born after the family, the mother, became Jewish. Still here, even though both brothers were born as Jews, they're Baruch Hashem, JFB, they're good to go, you would think, but because the conception of the oldest child was done before the family was Jewish, they're not officially halachically considered brothers. 
However, if there were multiple brothers who were both conceived and born after the whole family became Jewish, they would be eligible for, their widows would be eligible and required to have Yibam. And so too, if there was a female servant, Shivcha Kenanit, and she was freed. Now recall that these servants are quasi-Jewish. And they, they go to the mikvah and they become sort of quasi-Jewish, but not required to perform all of the mitzvot until they are fully freed. And then they have the status of a full Jew and they are required to do all of the mitzvot. So the same would apply if she was freed and her sons were freed at the same time. That the act of freeing them, becoming fully Jewish, is like a conversion and they're biologically related, but not halachically related. Yeshar Kohachem, good Shabbos.